and welcome back to another edition of Issues in Education. Mondays during the Noon Report, we spotlight the issues impacting our schools with Dr. Ralph Kerr at the Teaching and Learning Institute in Houghton, New York. Ralph, welcome back to the program, sir. I trust you've got all that Christmas shopping done by now. Oh, absolutely. Excellent. Haven't you got yours done? Uh, yeah, almost. Okay. <laughs> but we won't talk about that. We are going to talk about Christmas a little <laughs> later in the program. But first, we want to start with the results of these global exams. And the reason this is significant, Ralph, is this is the first test on a global scale since the pandemic. And it shows that uh, U.S. kids aren't doing that great. Not so bad in science and reading, but in math, test scores are down about 13 points. Why are math scores in such bad shape in this country, Ralph? Well, one of the reasons is that math concepts build on one another. As you know, we had long school closures, much more so than they did in the other countries. And the closures, we can thank your friend and mine, Randy Weingartner, for the union leader of the AFT. But the point is, when you have long school closures, that's going to make for lower scores. And I like what the uh, education secretary Cardona said, we need a math revolution. Yeah, not to just pick on American kids because globally test scores were down. These assessments measured 620,000 children from 81 countries. Ralph, how did we do compared to the rest of the world? Well, we've been consistently lower, even going back to the pre-pandemic. If you average all the others, the score was 480 and the math score in the U.S. was 465. So obviously it is lower, but again, it's been consistently lower, which says we do need a revolution in math. Gotcha. Hey, we want to go to the Family Life mailbag every now and then. We'll get people who want to ask questions. This is a question from the Corning High School math teacher, Jeremy Austin, asks this, Ralph, what advice would you give teachers on homework? There seems to be a push not to assign it and not to expect that it gets done once you do assign it. What are some suggestions? Well, I think you have to look at what is the purpose of homework. It helps teachers determine how well the lesson was learned by the students. Only 50% of what's taught really is understood at the time by the students. So having homework gives them an opportunity to wrestle with that more. It also teaches students how to problem solve. And I'll give you an example of that in a minute. And then the third thing is it gives students another opportunity to review the class material that was presented. And then the fourth one is really important, gives parents a chance to see what's being taught in school. Mm -hmm. And that's really important these days. Let me give you an example of how it helps the students to problem solve. And this is very, very basic, wouldn't be at the high school level, but assume that you're teaching elementary students addition concepts and you say six plus one equals seven. Mm -hmm. Then the homework question is, what other three combinations of numbers would equal seven? Now, I'm not going to put you on the spot by asking (laughs) you those, but there are three that would give a student an opportunity to problem solve and try to figure that out. Yeah, makes sense to me. And math seldom makes sense to me, Ralph. So you did a great (laughs) job explaining that one. Uh, Jeremy, a high school math teacher in Corning, also asked, does it make sense that every student pass the algebra regions to graduate, why not let lower-achieving students receive a local diploma that does not require a regent's exam, Ralph? Well, this is really controversial, I know, but I would say should everyone pass the algebra regent's exam? Simple answer, no. 
but I would not limit it to lower achieving students who might be given a local diploma. There's enough research now that shows that some of us process information differently, and we may not be able to ever process how algebra Mm. is done. So certainly there should be some other alternatives, and the state is moving in that direction with the latest recommendations to the commissioners, and I look forward to seeing where all that comes down. Hey, we mentioned we're going to talk about Christmas. It is the yearly debate about the separation of church and state. If it comes up, it usually comes up this time of year, Ralph. Uh, Give our (laughs) school leaders some guidance here on what's legal, what's not when it comes to things like Christmas decorations, Christmas concerts, caroling, Christmas cards, Christmas greetings, whatever it is in the public school setting. Can you even say Christmas anymore, Ralph? Uh, You sure can, and I'm happy to notice that more and more people are saying Merry Christmas. That's a good turnaround. But certainly public schools can celebrate Christmas as long as the school is not furthering Christianity. So Christmas music, Christmas art, Christmas drama, as long as they're presented in an objective manner and not for the purpose of furthering Christianity, certainly have a place at this time of year in the public school system. And it's also another good reason to get Christians on the school board, which is the whole purpose of the Teaching and Learning Institute. Yeah, it is. And if you want to know more about the Teaching and Learning Institute, and maybe you're thinking to yourself, hey, I've had enough. It's time for me to jump in and help out. Uh, Where can folks go if they have questions about possibly running for their local school board in New York or Pennsylvania? And this is the time to begin to think about it, and you simply go to whyrun.org, whyrun.org.